Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast. I'm very glad that you chose to spend a little bit of time with us today. Again, I am airing part two of our guest's host, Anthony Grazley, Young Conservative Voice. I'm so proud of him and I appreciate his perspective so much on the world today. And I want you to pay very close attention to what he says. This young man is 20 years old. He was raised in the church and he has held really conservative views. And I think that that's so important. And he is also extremely smart. And if you pay close attention, extremely funny. His sense of humor is dry. And like many of you, I appreciate that very much. I will always, always, always lend any platform I have to the next generation because I believe that we have got to start raising up Gen Z, the next generation, earlier and sooner than before. And I will at any time share any platform I have with them. So I'm glad that you stopped by today and you can hear what he has to say. One thing I do want to make you aware of is I will be starting a new podcast, Courageous Generation Church Podcast, which will be more focused on Bible study, learning the Word of God, spiritual disciplines, where this podcast, this platform here is more to discuss current events from a pastor's and a Christian's perspective, which I think is important. Please be on the lookout for that new podcast coming in September, and um, I'm really excited. Enjoy this episode. God bless you, and continue to take a courageous stand for the truth. Welcome, everyone, to the Courageous Truth Podcast. I'm Anthony Grazley, your guest host today. I'm afraid Eric was unable to make it today, so you'll have to deal with me the next best thing. I've got a lot for you today uh, on the same vein of the previous podcast. However, it's going to be a little more in-depth. Uh, so we're going to talk about old media, new media, billionaires. So those are going to be our, our big talking points for our Identify the Enemy segment. Next up, we're going to have a bit of a strategy, and most importantly, why does all of this matter? Why does everything I'm telling you to do matter? Because ultimately, what I'm going to tell you to do is going to be uncomfortable. So, that's just part of the deal. So, let's open with old media. And one tragic reality we have to get over is that Fox News is a lie. And uh, Hollywood actually despises you and everything you stand for. So these are things that you should probably already know, honestly. After the events of January, we should all really know that Fox News is not really on our side. But they, you know, they sort of masquerade on our side. And honestly, they are the least big problem of everything I'm talking about here. But to say they are this entity of honest news journalism is simply dishonest. So let's talk about Hollywood. Hollywood's a lot more important in this front in that ev notice how everything you love is becoming gay or some sort of social justice uh, symbol. That's because Hollywood hates you, as previously stated. There's not going to be much more time where we have any sort of good media coming out. I, th I think the last piece of conservative media I saw from Hollywood was where conservatives were quite literally being hunted by the liberal elite. 
I didn't watch that film. If anyone saw it, please do inform me. Uh, maybe it's good. I haven't watched a good movie in a long time. Because Hollywood sucks. So for new media, we've got Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg and censorship. Clearly, new media is something that's horrible. Uh, massive addiction on new media. So that new media, for those of you who don't know, is uh, places like YouTube and Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of those things. And we can talk about, and we're going to talk about, I should say, how awful this is for you and not only that, but for your nation as well. So new media, what's the big deal? Anyone can upload something, so that means it has to be at least a fairly mixed bag in terms of quality of content, that being uh, more towards the right-leaning ideas, more towards our ideas. And you'd be sadly mistaken because we have a problem called censorship. And I don't think I'm really informing you on this. I think you're well aware. It's been talked to death. But I'm going to bring up some more interesting issues when it comes to, comes to new media. In that we have, at least for my generation, probably the most technologically addicted nation as of this moment, according to studies. We can't really do studies on Generation Alpha because, well, they, they can barely even read yet. So for if you're wondering, Generation, uh, my generation, Generation Z, which I think is the future that we've sort of lost already and we've already conceded to the left, I think my generation is truly lost and there's no way we're coming back from this. However, if we stand up and fight now, we may save the next generation or maybe the generation after. And I think that's something I'm willing to take. So for those of you who do not know, according to a Shepherd Hill study done in 2017, not even to mention the massive upsurge in technology use in the time that the COVID-19 uh, lockdown started, we had a 92% of teens my age who use technology daily. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot. But imagine if this were something like weed or heroin, low-level addictions, right? 92% is a horrifying number. 50% of my generation claims we have an addiction as well, uh, that they personally or our generation as a whole claim that they have an addiction, which is a staggering sign because a lot of people are very slow to admit that they have an addiction. So imagine what 50% of people realizing they have an addiction means for in terms of the greater number that you can't. For some reason, the study didn't really track the people who are actually addicted based on, you know, objective measures of addiction, which is unfortunate. I was unable to find any sources on that. And uh, as well as that, 77% of parents, which according to Eric is most of the demographic I'm talking to right now, believe that children, uh, that they're unable to have a conversation with their child due to the presence of technology in their household. And this is concerning because it's not like you're receiving this uh, deep-seated literature of conservatism or, you know, discipline, your values, your ideas. It, this is um, a horrible, horrible uh, hodgepodge of just awful content that is either meaningless or just downright awful because, well, the left truly owns it, as stated with previously Zuckerberg, that the new, new media is basically, frankly, it's an online sex market, but I've been told I 
talk too much about that type of thing. Again, obviously, our conservative values are being censored on that platform, as stated previously. We don't really need to go into that. I'm certain you're aware, but it's just emblematic of the culture we live in, where there is sort of this great filter over our over our mouth, and it is spewing out garbage, filth, literal degeneracy. Uh, I've seen things on being on social media for about the past four years that I wish I could unsee, frankly. It's truly a disgusting place. Uh, I encourage everyone to actually go about deleting social media if they use it frequently. Or better yet, if you have an Android device, you can look up Samsung Health in your settings and you can see how much screen time you dedicate to each app per day. It's quite, a, it's quite an eye-opener, and it's actually quite sad. So if you're not willing to delete them, that's okay. That's fine. Now, there's one thing I've had it up to here with within the uh, conservative movement, and that is I've had enough of this defense of billionaires. In that, not, not, are we defend it, not in defending the right of a billionaire to exist. I believe it is totally fine that if you have gone through the circumstances in which to create ludicrous levels of wealth, then that is entitled to you. And I don't believe that it's, that's a huge problem. The problem, however, is we are, obviously, the left desires... Uh, sort of redistributionist ideas in that we take massive quantities from the rich and we trickle it down to everyone else at a more regulated and rapid pace. And so naturally we have uh, defended the existence of billionaires by, you know, propping them up, saying that, well, they've worked hard, etc. When we should not be doing this in the slightest. And these people do not fight for us whatsoever, and we should throw them to the dogs. Frankly, Bezos, throw them to the dogs, everybody. We need to stop defending these people because they are ultimately not for us, and they are ultimately against us. For example, in this past pandemic, uh, according to Forbes, trillion, uh, billionaires are $1.2 trillion richer. $1.2 trillion richer are the billionaires in 2020. Now that sounds great. Good for them. Pat on the back. I'm proud of them. Problem is, you and I, the average American, the average person, pretty much up to, I believe it was uh, an income of $300,000 a year. We have lost, guess what? $1.2 trillion. And, you're one, and that is, well, that is money they have not necessarily taken from you, but they have exploited from you. Now you're saying, Anthony, why does this matter so much? Fiscal policy is not going to save us from the impending cultural death that is before us. Correct. You're absolutely right. The, the death of culture that is befalling us is significantly greater than any fiscal threat on the planet. It's greater than socialism. It's greater than anything. So you're asking me now, why are we talking about billionaires with $1.2 trillion, which is honestly water under the bridge at this point. 
To answer that as simple is because these billionaires are funding everything we stand against. If you want to find out, just look up what Warren Buffett and Bill Gates actually donate to. I was told in school that Bill Gates was incredible and he donated to charities all over the world. And charities all, all over the world, what they actually meant was Planned Parenthood, where they would kill babies. I used to look up to Bill Gates, but now I, I hope he finds God. Let's say that. Pray constantly. We need to be living our lives filled with the Spirit of God. I'm at camp at the moment, so I'm feeling pretty epic about that right now. But you know how it goes. We need to be filling ourselves with the Holy Spirit 100% every single day. Because God's the only one who can save us from this colossal train wreck of a world we live in right now. Every day. Try and pray every day. One prayer a day. One prayer a day and 15 push-ups. Let's start with that. I'll check in on you soon. God bless and continue to take a courageous stand for the truth. This is Anthony Grazley hosting the Courageous Truth Podcast, and I will see you next time.